Soap, everyone. This is Jay, a.k.a. Brother Soap, welcoming you to the 34th episode of the British Soap Podcast. I am here with my homegirl, the sunny to my Paul, <laughs> Miss Lindsay Amanda. How you feeling about our engagement, baby girl? Oh, yeah, that's hot. Almost about as good as Chad and Abby's. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Chad and Abby's, who's got love on the Twitters and the Facebook, uh, even though they got engaged the same day as Paul and Sonny, who did not get love from the day's Twitter feed or the Facebook, the Facebook page of Days of Our Lives, which had me angry as hell. It took them like 24 hours to post uh, congratulations for Paul and uh, Sonny on their Twitter feed. I hadn't checked uh, Facebook since yesterday, but as of yesterday, uh, they had put congratulations Chabby on the Facebook page, but didn't put congratulations to Paul and Sonny on the Facebook page. And I know damn well there are more homophobes on the Facebooks than the Twitters, but God damn it, this is 2017. If your ass in your social media department, the days of our lives, is going to show love to the engaged straight couple, and there's a gay couple that gets engaged the same goddamn day, you better goddamn well show love to that goddamn couple on the same goddamn social media feed god damn it (laughs) but where's my ring girl I ain't got my ring where my ring at I do not know that's unacceptable I waited for your ass while you went back to that goddamn wheel after he cheated on you 5011 times and you gonna propose to me with no ring how dare you the engagement is off it's over Oh, damn. <laughs> Lies ignore me. Oh, goodness. All right. So um, let me start by uh, sharing that we are actually doing a little bit of a different podcast than we normally do. Uh, this is, of course, the British Soap Podcast, which those of you who have listened long term already know. Uh, if any of you guys are newer, hi, this is Jay with the British Soap Podcast. <laughs> and typically here, as the name implies, we talk the British soaps, specifically uh, EastEnders, Emmerdale, Coronation Street, and Holly Oaks. However, Today, we are going to talk some of the American uh, soap operas. Um, Some of you who have listened long term may have noticed a couple of things like uh, we've been talking less Hollyoaks in recent months, and that's coming soon. And uh, we've also been talking a little bit less uh, Emmerdale because we've been annoyed with that show. But uh, Louise will be back with us uh, soon, and we'll be talking that again. And uh, EastEnders, y'all know we're boycotting until John York's era starts because we cannot with Sean O'Connor. <laughs> but uh, oh, when does that happen? The date has not been announced and it's on my nerves. <laughs> so I'm waiting for that. I'm hoping it's around October because I think Sean O'Connor's ouster was announced before uh, Sally Sussman Marina's. So since uh, you know, Mal Young's work starts in October, I'm hoping 
that York Enders will start in October? Time will tell. <laughs> but I'm ready for it now because I missed my damn story and I need it to be good again. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yes. Well, so since last December or so, uh, once uh, Young and the Restless hired the fabulous Sally Sussman Marina as its a head writer, I have been trying to talk my homegirl here into talking some young and the restless with me because uh, the show has been so good and I I needed to uh, talk about it Uh, and then come January we got news that Ron was starting Ron Carlevardi King of All Soaps (laughs) was starting on uh, Days of Our Lives and then this summer out of the blue goddamn Sheila Carter pop her ass back up on Bones of the Beautiful so with all of those things happening, you know, one of the best head right, well, two of the best head writers in the game on Young and the Restless, on Days of Our Lives, and then my favorite soap character, her political, the actress's political affiliations, notwithstanding, <laughs> but back <laughs> on Bones of the Beautiful, I browbeat my girl <laughs> into talking these stories with me. Actually, I think I had to browbeat her into Young and the Restless, but not. Not Days of Our Lives and Bold and the Beautiful. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it took me. My mom actually watched Bold and the Beautiful more than I have in the past year and a half. So. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, that that actually is my love. I've watched that for a long time. We'll get into that in a little bit. So anyway, so we are doing a podcast where we are going to be talking about uh, the three American soaps that. Uh, we're watching right now. Well, I'm watching right now. So that's Young and the Restless Days of Our Lives and uh, The Bold and the Beautiful. Uh, not General me. Hospital because General Hospital followed, fired Ryan Carlovati and I have been boycotting the show since then. My girl Lindsay watches it. No judgments to her. I refuse to watch any show that fires my boy. No. <laughs> so there will be no General Hospital talk today, but we're going to talk those three stories and we will also be talking Coronation Street today. So to to the BSP listeners, I'll let you guys know now. We're going to be talking British Soap Podcast, well, Coronation Street, at the end of this episode. So if you just want to hear Corey, fast forward to the end of the episode. Uh, but we're going to start off with the uh, U.S. soaps this time. And I thought about us actually doing like a separate podcast, a British Soap Podcast U.S., but I don't know about that and I don't know how long we're going to be covering the uh, you know these U.S. soaps because number one Young and the Restless has already made the decision to retire Sally Sussman Marina who is the reason mm-hmm. I wanted to talk Young and the Restless in the first place so mm, I don't I'm gonna have to see how, how I like the show when Mal comes so I don't know how long that's gonna happen and I'm rocking with Bold and Beautiful as long as Sheila's there it's, once Sheila's gone we done talking about Bold and Beautiful so <laughs> That may not be long term either, uh, as well. And same thing with Days of Our Lives. I'm with Days. I'm with Talking Days. As long as Ron's there, if uh, you know, goddamn Ken Corday decides Ron is out in a year, I'm out. So, <laughs> I yeah. So it kind of just depends. Yeah, I figure there's no need in starting a separate soap podcast for the U.S. If it may just be a temporary thing, so we'll just kind of incorporate the U.S. soaps in our talk when we see fit. So today we see fit. <laughs> so I Indeed. Hope. 
Indeed. Hope that's all good. So, um, before we get to talking about the stories, we're going to, we did this when we started the British Soap Podcast. Um, and um, actually, I guess where I should give an overview because some people are listening are that are listening are new. So, uh, Lindsay and I have been doing the British Soap Podcast together for, I think, about two years. Maybe? It's the, well, the British soap one, yes. Yeah. We started the Holly Oaks one yes. about two years ago, too. So we've been podcasting about four years. Okay, yes. So we have been doing the show for a couple of years now, just focusing on uh, the British soaps. Uh, and uh, before we... We're both American, obviously. Neither of us has a British accent. Uh, and the reason we started watching British soaps is because, you know, here in America, we started seeing the decline of soaps in the United States, and we wanted to kind of latch on to some soaps that had a bit more longevity. So we started watching the stories uh, in the UK, kind of fell in love with them, started podcasting about them. Uh, And we talked in our early episodes of this program about our history watching the British soaps, but I don't think you and I have ever had a conversation about our history watching the American soaps. So, yeah, tell me, baby girl, what's your history of watching uh, Days, Young and the Restless and Bold? How long you been watching and how, how did you get started? Oh, this is my grandma's fault. <laughs> I used to go over to my grandma's house all the time when I was little and we'd watch Guiding Light. We'd watch General Hospital. We'd watch Young and the Restless and we'd watch Bold and the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I did not watch Days of Our Lives because my great-grandma watched that one. I started watching that one later um, <laughs> with my mom. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, you know, or I, I originally watched those four, and I became more into the young and the restless than I was in the bold and the beautiful, like, really early in even though I know they kind of crossed over a little bit sometimes and mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. but it, it was just like yeah I, I liked them I sat and watched them with my grand before I watched all the old game shows with my granddad <laughs> yeah right, well that's cool but yes so yeah I think our stories are kind of similar like that like my mom is ridiculous my mother started me watching soaps, but at some point in her life, she decided that that was the worst thing for a mother to ever do. And so she denies to this day that she introduced me to soaps, but she knows damn well she did because I was at home with her because she refused to let me go outside a lot of summertime. So all I have to do is sit at the house with her. And that's where I would watch um, Young and the Restless because she liked Young and the Restless, but she was more uh, an ABC girl. So after yeah. Young and the Restless, we would do... All My Children, uh, One Life to Live, and General Hospital. Yes. So that was where I started uh, with my soap watching. And the first time I branched away from that is uh, I jumped to Bold and the Beautiful on my own because uh, Bold and the Beautiful at the time was promoting the crossover from uh, with Sheila from uh, Young and the Restless to Bold and the Beautiful. And I had to have that in my life. And so that's what started me watching Bold and Beautiful. And that's the first soap I ever watched on my own. And it's the one I watched the longest. So I watched Bold and Beautiful for like 20 plus years. <laughs> and I kind of went well, in and out. That's how of... long it's been on. It hasn't even been on 30 years. Yeah, I think the show started 89, but I started watching that in like 
91, maybe 92 or something like that. And that's the one I watch most consistently. So B&B I was watching every day. The other soaps I kind of dipped in and out. I took a year off here. I took a year off there. But that was not the case with Bold and Beautiful. For like most of the time, I have watched everything. I've even watched like the early episodes. And I'm, I'm mad I, I, that, that the ones that like for the years that I haven't watched aren't out. So I can't watch them because I think they're so good. But like Bold was my favorite soap forever. That and One Life to Live. Like those two soaps were my heart. Those were the f- soaps that I was taping on my own. We had VH VCRs and we could record the soaps and I was watching them every day. That was my stories. But then one summer I was at home and I was flipping through channels and next thing you know I see this woman levitating above a bed and I'm like what? <laughs> My first day watching days, I kid you not, was the day Marlena was levitating above her bed and it just so happened I was just flipping through channels and I saw it like I knew no news of it. So it's kind of funny, you know, hearing soap, you know, reporting on soap history and how that was like such a momentous moment for days and knowing in my life, like I just happened across it and I was just like, what is this? I love it. So that's kind of how I got on to Days. Uh, and I started watching Another World a little bit, too. And I actually did watch a little bit of Santa Barbara and Generations back in the day, which I didn't know. Generations. But yeah, that was, that soap was good, girl. Shit. And that was black people, people that look like me on a soap. I loved it. And I just found out recently, Sally Sussman Marina was like the creator of it. And I did not know that. And I was like, oh, well, that's why I'm enjoying her work on Young and the Restless so much. I am so ex- the The Neil... The Winters Hamilton group. I'm like, hold up, sister girl, the gate of black people are company finally. Ah. And Young and the Restless Brass has decided to let her go. I'm just like, y'all stop. <laughs> yes, Jesus. But uh, yes, so anyway, that's my history. And, you know, even though. You know, I'm into the British stories, and I've been watching them for about 10 years now. Of course, my heart is mostly with my, um, well, not mostly. I think it's about split at this point, but I have a lot of love for the U.S. soaps. So uh, I am excited to be talking about them today. This is going to be our first time doing so. So, all right, to let you guys who are not familiar know kind of the format of the show, what we do for each soap that we cover, we discuss the things that made us say, what the hell, uh, when we watched the show recently, and then we also get into what we uh, have chosen for our scenes of the weeks for whatever time period uh, we have watched. So we're going to do that today for the soaps that uh, we cover. Uh, We also start with a couple of questions. So, baby girl, I will hit you with this question to start us off. Ron's outline has been airing on Days of Our Lives for about a month. What is your, now to quote Rachel Maddow, top line take (laughs) on how the show has fared since the king took the throne? You see, there's one thing that I always hated about Ron Carlovati, and I know that he's like the king. He is like the, he is like the... Kate Oates. That's the one. <laughs> He's like her for, you know, the soap. See, mm-hmm. comes on a failing-ass show, and he makes it better. But the one thing that he always does, 
and it really pisses me off every time because he always has to have somebody who looks like somebody else <laughs> pretend to be somebody else. <laughs> always. Oh, and this time, he's not only doing it once, he's doing it twice. Look, look, you think it's just twice? You know, quote unquote, Will comes back next month. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. Yeah. Oh, yep. Lord, now he's wait. bringing back dead characters again. <laughs> but other than that, everything else has been fabulous. Baby, you you ain't loving Miss Hattie, baby. <laughs> not at all. And I'm not. I I love Bonnie Lockhart when she was on the show originally. Yes. But I hate her now. Oh, I hate man. her trying to be Adrian. I hate it so much. Oh dear. I'm kind of cool with her. You know, I mentioned a moment ago that I had watched uh, Another World for a little bit. So that's where I was introduced to Judy Evans. She was on that show playing Paulina. And uh, she was with this dude named Joe. And they had a little restaurant together. And they were so cute. Yep, I, I remember. Like, oh, my God. I just I was like, who is this woman? She is so fabulous. Like, she was one of my favorites on that show. And somehow or another, I saw her for a little bit as Bonnie on Days. I don't know if I just watched it. You know, it happened into a day or two. But I liked her as Bonnie uh, back then. I didn't see a lot of her then, but I, I remember liking what I saw. She so. was Rex and Mimi's mom. Yes, so I, I I remember seeing a little bit of that because I remember those people being on the show for a little bit, kind of. Rex and Cassie, not yeah. Rex and me. I know who you're talking about, baby. Were together, yeah. yeah. I know who you're talking about, baby. <laughs> but I watched a little bit of that of that storyline because I remember the Rex and Mimi. I saw a little bit of that one summer, uh, so I was kind of interested in seeing her again because it's been a while. You know, I love Adrian because Adrian is on the, always on the right side, or for the most part, on the right side of hitting Will and Sunny with Will. <laughs> Oh, that's my girl. But it, it's, it's kind of interesting seeing uh, her come back. You know, I will say with the doppelgangers, I have hated other st- doppelganger storylines more than this one. Uh, like, do you remember back in the day when Rafe had a, bo- a doppelganger? Yeah. Girl, no. That was, I was like, no. <laughs> that, that fake Rafe mess got on my goddamn nerves. I was ready for him to get got, but these two, I'm, I'm cool with, with Hattie and Adrian because they have fun and they watch porn together. I can get with those cats. Kind of that, that was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, yes. All right, so I will break really quickly to say that if you guys listening have any questions about anything related to British or U.S. soaps, or we don't cover something today you would have liked us to talk about, except General Hospital, head over to BritishSoapPodcast.tumblr.com to shoot us an ask or hit us up on the Twitteration at UK Soap Podcast. We are going to keep this thing going with Days of Our Lives. Miss Lynn, start us off. What did Days of Our Lives do to make you say, what in the hell? All right. So, like I said, I started watching like immediately after he said, hey, Ron Kyle started today. And the first thing I saw was Hattie and Angelina and how <laughs> Hattie was going to ruin 
Marlena's life so she could be with Logan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on now. And then, not even two weeks later, there's Hattie sitting in jail with fucking Bonnie Lockhart <laughs> saying, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna make it so you can be with Mr. Justin." Not like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's the dimples, baby. Dimples make you do crazy things. Yeah, I might be good. Okay. Ned's still hot, okay? He's old, but he's still good looking. I understand. Bonnie wanting to leave fat face Lucas for older, better looking man Ned. Oh, pardon me, Justin. He's not Ned on the ship. <laughs> but I, I was just like, no, I'm I'm pretty much I'm I'm pretty much over the double teaming the good people with the bad people crap. We had Messica, we had Kate and why did you have to bring up Massacre? I still feel like that was Ron's worst story in the history of ever. <laughs> Teenage Massacre was the worst. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like, as soon as that story's done and everything else is bought to the forefront, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm 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 done and over the that stuff. <laughs> Yeah. What's your your other what the hell, baby girl? Sonny's Corinthos look. (laughs) Just the look? (laughs) Just the everything. He was trying to be a thug. It didn't work. Justin was trying. Everyone was trying. It was just like, oh my God, shut the hell up. Nicole did it. Just go away. (laughs) Nicole killed David Hayward. All we need to know. <laughs> yeah, he deserved that shit too. <laughs> he, was so, from what I, he was so he was stupid. David Hayward. He, he was, was so David stupid. Hayward. Look here. How are you gonna tell your knife wielding baby mama that you not only ensured that she didn't have custody of her child? that you're about to kidnap that child. Again, you are telling this to your knife-wielding, pissed-off baby mama. Some motherfuckers are too stupid to live. When you that stupid, (laughs) you deserves to die. So I was just like, all right, bye, Damos. I, I love Nicole. I love Nicole for that. Yeah, I'm I'm glad Nicole off Demos and you stupid. If your ass if you have somebody pissed off at you and they holding a knife, don't don't talk shit to them. Be nice to them or they will kill you. Stupid. <laughs> Two damn That through, is baby. pretty much the case, yes. It's Two. just like Too damn through, baby. Okay. So uh for my first what the hell I'm going to talk about Eli, although I've seen recent shows and Days is trying to get me to like this motherfucker, but I don't want to like this motherfucker. So I'm going to keep my what the hell. He's a douche. He's a douche. 
even though I know the good that he did recently, I'm still going to what the hell his ass because he be on my nerves. So I've hated Eli since he joined the show because his storyline with Queen Vanessa Williams, who has been playing Valerie perfectly, and I love it. His storyline on Days of Our Lives has paralleled that goddamn Wiley West on The Flash. You watch The Flash? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, so you have already seen then Eli and Valerie's story because just like Wally was mad with his mother played by Vanessa West on The Flash because she did not tell him about his real daddy, the story on Days of Our Lives was Eli was mad at his mama because she did not tell him about her, his real daddy on Days of Our Lives. And he has been treating her like shit for months over this ridiculousness, right? So uh-huh. he's been all about, you know, distancing, distancing himself from his mother and supporting the Hortons because I'm a Horton now and that's my family. And how could you treat me like this mother? You know, that shit that gets on my nerves with Finn Barton. Uh, mother, why do you do these things, mother? That's basically what well, Eli's well, been well, doing, right? Who's, who's Eli's dad? Julie's I think house. it's Julie's son, baby, if, if I'm not mistaken. That's who uh, the deadbeat motherfucker was. But they, they painted him like he was a deadbeat. And so Valerie didn't tell Eli about him because he was basically a deadbeat and she didn't think he, it would be any good for him to have uh, for her to have him in Eli's life because he kind of you know denied his own uh, son anyway he has another son and he kind of abandoned that kid and Valerie didn't want Eli to go through the same thing so she just kind of kept that guy out of Eli's life and had another man in her life who basically raised Eli but when Eli found out that guy was his real dad all of a sudden he's acting like his mother is the biggest bitch in the world for finding a quality man to raise him with her and I was just like boy shut up so anyway Eli has spent so long on that, you know, high and mighty kick. It killed me when um, he, he Hope was trying to figure out what was going on with uh, one of his investigations. And so she came to Eli asking for help. And she's kind of like, you know, hey, Eli, you're a part of the family, you know. Uh, can't you help me out with this? And Eli was kind of like, well, I'm new to this family. So uh, don't be trying to play the family card with me. And I'm just like, dude. You have been spending months distancing yourself from your mama and saying, I'm a Horton, I'm a Horton, I don't need you, mama, I'm a Horton. And then a Horton needs your ass and you, y'all ain't none of my family. I was like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> he, he kind of annoys me. Yes, he's On a level of hugeness. He's annoying. I will say, I was shocked with this twist with Abe and how they're working together and I, to get rid of uh, Justin Barber from Bowers and the Beautiful. I was shocked. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm still angry with him. <laughs> still very angry with that Eli bitch. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> my other what the hell. Now, this involves my kings. Paul and Sonny. I love Paul. I love Sonny. Those of you who follow me on the Twitters know it, and it has been like that for quite some time. I have been team Paul and Sonny since Paul joined the show because, uh, you know, Will cheated on him and Paul was nothing but loyal the whole time. So, you know, I've wanted for quite some time for Paul and Sonny to uh, get together and have a quality uh, relationship that was built up. 
unfortunately, the writing teams, you know, kind of, kind of, I guess starting with Tom Sell and then continuing before Ron started, uh, they've been kind of writing Paul and Sonny as really distant. Uh, they're doing that weird thing that I remember happening back when we were watching Hollyoaks when Stee and Doug were going through things as a couple, but then the show for some reason wasn't writing them having a conversation about their relationship. So that's kind of been the trajectory with Paul and Sonny recently. So Paul and Sonny got together on New Year's, on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And like a couple days later, they, you know, dis- well, they kind of, they kissed on New Year's. And then a couple days later, they just kind of talked and they were like, you know, we should talk about where our relationship's going to go. Uh, but then Paul got called out of town. And so before he left, him and Sonny were kind of like, okay, we will talk when, you know, I get back in town. So that was early January. Then February, mm-hmm. March comes and... Paul, I think it's Prague is where the location setting was. So Sonny joins Paul in Prague and at that time they say okay, we're not going to talk about a relationship while we're out of town. Let's just enjoy a little bit of time together and then when we get back home, we will discuss our relationship. So that was like February yep. March. Then March they get back home and then there's really no conversation about where their relationship is going. It's just all of a sudden they're boyfriends. And I was just like, wait, 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 wait when, when did they become boyfriends? When did they have the conversation about them being boyfriends? And, and what about the, their history with Will and all the mess that's there? And how have we gotten past that to get to the point where we've agreed to be boyfriends? To this day, that still has not been addressed. But I forgave it. But I, I figured it probably wasn't going to happen. Ron's hire had been announced. So I figured he would probably, you know, give them the opportunity to discuss all that, right? But fast forward to today, and basically, before Ron started, you know, the previous writing regime had already jailed Sonny for uh, David Hayward's murder. So when Ron started, (laughs) uh, Sonny was in jail, and Paul was out and trying to save Sonny. So I think they've had like four, three or four episodes under Ron. And so the whiplash, what the hell thing to me, is like, they're already engaged. Like, mm-hmm. okay, they've been together all these months, I get it, but we really haven't had a lot of conversation about their relationship other than vague I love yous, and now they're already engaged? Like, <laughs> we still haven't seen, like, how are we boyfriends? Like, what about all the history, you know? And I expect, I guess, I hope that this will be explored because, you know, we know Will's coming back next month and there's going to be a wedding and he's probably going to crash that. But, you know, like, I'm still waiting for the relationship talk. I'm still waiting to understand how they went from, uh, you know, Sonny's husband, Will, taking off his wedding ring before he interviewed Paul, then having sex with Paul, knowing he was married, even though Paul thought he was single, then Sonny finding out about the affair, and instead of leaving his cheating husband, staying with the cheating husband, who, instead of taking responsibility for cheating with Paul, blamed Paul for his decision to cheat, which Sonny just accepted is okay? Like, huh? Like, how do you, what, how do you 
not deal with all that mess and then just decide we're not going to talk about it. It's cool. We're in love. Mm, I need some explanation. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, well, it's like give me something here. <laughs> yeah, I, I need I need more. So uh, my what the hell is just I love my boys. I I'm happy that they're engaged a bit. I could have waited. I mean, we could have gotten engaged, you know, another month from now after we've had four or five episodes where they're just just, just hashing through their relationship and getting to this, you know, figuring that out. But uh, yeah, it was, it was it was just a little fast. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sonny just got out of jail and all of a sudden they engaged. What? <laughs> so yes, that's my my what the hell <laughs> with my boys. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's switch to some scenes of the week, baby girl. What were your favorite scenes of the week with Days? I kind of already mentioned one of them. One of them was um, the rapid decline of... the. Er, no, I didn't mention it yet, but the rapid declines of both Brady Black and Lucas. Oh, yes. And how they're both recovering alcoholics and because Brady thought Nicole was cheating on him with Eric and because Adrian quote left him for Justin they both meet at the same bar and they just chug the drinks down like it's nobody's business and Chloe comes in later and I'm like holy shit she's still on the show (laughs) because she was on for a whole maybe 30 seconds and then she was gone again. So it was just like, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she's been, she's kind of like a recurring person, baby. She's been on uh, and off for like the past year or two. So, yes, that was, that was an interesting little, little surprise. Yes. But, yeah. yes, I, I loved the rapid decline of sexy Brady and <laughs> not so sexy. Girl, speak for yourself. Lucas is sexy as hell. I would take Lucas and his thickness over Brady and his thickness the way the British people mean thickness (laughs) every time. But you know you and I are of the same mind because you know my first what the hell I have written down in my notes as drunk Lucas and jealous Brady. I love Lucas them. You know, one of the best things I think that Ron did with Brady is Brady's just basically been a dummy for, you know, five years. This switch with him into like jealous bitchy mode I love it. (laughs) It's it's such a good look for him. I was like, oh, he plays bitch well. (laughs) And not annoying because they've had him do some annoying things over the year. Like uh, he got involved with Kristen um, in spite of his father's warnings about how dangerous she was. And he was all bitchy at the time. Like, Dad, how can you tell me not to sleep with the woman that you used to sleep with like it was completely ridiculous but the way it got shifted with him being jealous of Eric and Nicole it was actually really interesting and then for him finally to hit the bottle when you saw him kind of uh, you know, inching towards the bottle. You know, I know Paul had kind of mm-hmm. clocked him on that, and I think I can't remember if Victor clocked him on that. I thought somebody else might have. I can't remember. Victor, but, Victor did after he went to the bar. Gotcha. After okay. he went to the bar and drank, because yes. Victor's like, oh, like, oh, you're yes. drunk as a flippin' skunk. If I, if it were me, you'd be fired. Right yes, now. But, um, but Ron got me because just I, like for, um, Kate with Lucas. I. Th- 
thought Brady was going to hit the bottle, but I didn't realize that Lucas was. So the fact that we got both of them at the same time, I thought perfection. So, yes, completely agree and share that with you, baby. Definitely one of my scenes of the week. Yes. And what was your other one? Joey. All the stuff with Joey and him confessing to Trip about how he killed how he killed Ava. Yes. I was just like, that was, that's some shit to take in. And the fact that he went and made a full confession and went to jail for it and probably won't see him ever again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really good. And Trip was no slouch either. I expect the old dude to be trying to smother uh, Kayla with a pillow. <laughs> I think you missed this, but basically the way Joey killed uh, Trip's mom is the same way Trip was about to kill uh, uh, Joey's mom. Uh, old girl was at the hospital and Joey smothered her with a pillow. So when Trip was standing over Kayla with that pillow, I was like, oh my God. No! <laughs> wait. Wait, wasn't Ava Carly? Er, er, yep. The old Carly Carinthos? Yep. Yeah. She was fabulous too. They didn't keep her on the show long enough. She was excellent in that role. Yes, but yeah, Joey got drunk and she'd been doing shady things. Like she had kidnapped uh, Adrian and, uh, you know, got uh, Patch to sleep with her to get information on the son. Like it was kind of like a inappropriate sexual, you know, course of sexual situation. Like she was doing a lot of shady shit. And she was also acting like she was romantically interested in Joey just to get closer to his parents and to mess with his parents. So he was really pissed off when he found out that the woman he was falling for um, and who was basically playing him had done all this shady shit to his parents and that's kind of what led to her getting getting murdered. But the way Ron tied mm-hmm. that back in and basically had Trip as Joey and Kayla in the role of Ava, uh, you know, damn near about to get killed with that pillow. And then all of a sudden she got a scalpel to her neck. That was, that was really good. And one of the stupid things that the show I think did was, you know, they had patch and, um, and uh, Kayla, I always want to call them Stefan and Catherine. <laughs> but yeah, they, I know, right? <laughs> they had them cover up Joey's murder, and it was really, I mean, Joey's yeah, murder, and it was really kind of ridiculous. So I love the way that they had, um, you know, them uh, show that Joey's has been struggling with that um, decision and, you know, him being a man and taking responsibility for uh, what happened. So I thought that was, uh, that was really solid. Yes. Oh, good. So I told you I shared your first scene of the week. Uh, my last scene of the week was actually Hattie breaking up with John. <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I think the thing that makes me enjoy these doppelgangers is Ron is writing them very funny. Like, this is hilarious. It's reminding me of when, uh, you know, Eileen Davidson was playing all her roles back in the day. They were messy, but they were so funny. And just Hattie, the way she broke up with John, and she was just kind of like, you know what? My life has been about you for too long, and I need to have my life be about me. <laughs> now, I knew it was complete bullshit, but I was like, you know what? I like your strong woman hat. <laughs> so, yeah, I even thought it was funny. I saw a recent episode where John, he put his detective skills on. He was like, uh-uh, something wrong with this Marlena right here. And he follows old girl to the mental institution, sees his queen locked up in the mental institution, pops up inside, it's like, baby, what's going on? She's like, John, it's Hattie. She's got me locked up in here. 
And then Hattie closed the door. And the fools was just like, you know what? You wanted some time with your girl? Now you got it. Won't you try to get our manicure while you're at it? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what? Yeah, oh that was the last one I watched. That was yesterday. Oh, my God. Ron is riding the hell out of these damn doppelgangers. So, yes, I agree. The doppelgangers are a lot, <laughs> but it's fun. And Days of Our Lives has not been this fun in quite a while. So I'm loving it. <laughs> Indeed. Me too. All right. So we are going to take things over to Genoa City and talk Young and the Restless. Uh, what did Young and the Restless do to make you say, what the hell? I'm over uh, Victoria having all the health ailments. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time I start watching the show regularly, something happens to Victoria. Every time. Victoria's pregnant with a child and the cardboard rock hits her in the head and she's in a coma for six months. Um, (laughs) You know, uh, she got sick with something random. She got dizzy and was over and overstressed and now her ears are ringing and she can't hear what anybody's saying. I'm just like, come on now. Leave this poor woman alone. (laughs) I'm going to throw in a uh, just a vic- uh, what the hell that has Victoria in it since you're talking about her. Uh, Mr. Kane, and I, boy, I have loved Kane over the years, but Jesus Christ, he has been an idiot these past few months. Oh, my God. But It's like the ultimate idiot. Oh, my God. He's Brady Brady Black level stupid, my God. But <laughs> tell me for real. <laughs> but Kane opening up his mouth to call Victoria a stone cold bitch after all the fuckery he has done these past few months after she didn't had to cut a check to this trifling heifer who set his ass up. Because she's telling people Y'all may want to think twice about hiring this fool. Y'all miss like, bruh. You know? And I saw a recent episode where he was trying to blame uh, Victoria for something. And Lily had to step in and tell him about himself. You know, I love Miss McCain and Lily together. I think they're a real cute couple. But Lily has been on the right with this fool. She's been like, uh, bro, look at here. You caused this situation. You don't need to be up here blaming Victoria for the mess that you caused. Hell, even Maddie is calling Kane out his name. She up here, try, he up here mad at her for getting her kissy kiss on with Reed talking about something. You don't need to bring that boy in the house. That's irresponsible. And Maddie like, what's irresponsible is getting so drunk you have unprotected sex with a woman that you got her knocked up. <laughs> Yep. Like, and then she ran away. I said, go on, girl. <laughs> well, she, she she had that mic to drop. She dropped her mic and she went on by her business. She dropped her backpack and went on by her business. <laughs> yes, but oh my God, Kane has been the stupidest. And I'm I'm tired of him, you know, vilifying Victoria. I have seen most of the scenes with her uh, having to deal with his foolishness. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not here for it. Kane should have been upfront about that whole situation with Juliet from the beginning. And they wouldn't have had mm-hmm. all the goddamn trouble that they damn had. So, yes, I'm Team Victoria on that one. <laughs> Shit. What's your other what the hell, boo? 
I'm kind of sick of um uh shit, what's her face? Uh Devon's ex wife. Hillary, look I already know he was talking about. <laughs> I am over Hillary trying to get the Newmans all screwed over and stuff just because she wants a scoop in our goddamn TV show. Not only that, she has a well, technically a Newman sitting alongside her, just, you know, trying to figure out what the hell's going on, you know, and, uh, God, I can't even remember her name. The cute little redhead girl. Mariah. That's it. Mariah. We want to call her Cassie because we remember Cassie. Yes. (laughs) But, uh, I was, I was just, I was just like sitting there and, She's done it twice now, once with Victor's permission and once just because she was feeling vengeful of life. And the next episode, Victoria just burst her ass in there and said, I want you to take that shit off the internet right now. <laughs> and I was just like sitting there. I agree. that She's, she's doing too much shit too fast. Yep. And it's going to blow up in her face. Yes. And, and I will have no problems with it. Yes, and it needs to happen sooner rather than later. Hillary has been a mess for months. She starts off with that mess where she knocks Mariah on her ass to be cute. Then she follows that mess up by being uh, hateful to uh, Devon and, and ungrateful. He buys her a fucking apartment being grateful. And I'm like, what? So she fucks up her own marriage. And then he's trying to settle uh, the divorce. And she's being, oh, I don't want any money from you, Devon. But then the next thing you know, well, I do want the show. I mean, can't you give me that show? I mean, ugh. And then that mess, he tried to give her some money. And she's tearing up the check, talking about, I don't want anything. And then next thing you know, she wants the whole show. And I'm like, I thought you didn't want anything, mama. What is this foolishness, okay? And then she you know, jumps into this whole situation with Juliet. Now, she got video evidence that Juliet basically set Kane up. That's still in the wind. She hadn't played that mm-hmm. with anybody. But even though she knew Juliet was a snake, she convinces Juliet to do this whole legal action against Kane, which ends up, you know, outing what happened with them. And I still think some of that's sketchy. I'm like, they need to do a second and third DNA test on that damn baby. I don't believe it. <laughs> but, you know, Hillary's involved in that mess. And breaking up uh, pretty much uh, Kane's marriage to Lily, she keeps on tricking off on Jordan. You know, she's supposed to be, she cool with Jordan one minute, then she doing some shady shit, then he clowning her for it, then she mad at him, then she giving eyes to Devon and talking about how she wants to lick him up down around the corner, want him ride off, but then getting mad at Jordan for getting tired of her bullshit. And then she follows up all that messery by coming in Lily's motherfucking face trying to tell Queen Lily how to raise her motherfucking daughter and how to fix her goddamn life when she the one that fucked up uh, Lily's life in the first place. I'm like, the god of this heifer. I need Hillary and I need Victor goddamn Newman to get struck the fuck down because <laughs> they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They do all this annoying manipulative shit 
But then they walking around Genoa City like butter wouldn't melt. Like they on a fucking moral high ground. And they been doing shady shit all this time. Hillary said the Hillary Owl, she was trying to be Oprah number two. She was trying to help people live their best motherfucking life. Well, if you're trying to help people live your best motherfucking life, why are you running your show like TM fucking Z? Why are you up here listening for scoops and things like that so you can destroy celebrity lives? When the fuck was the last time Oprah Winfrey was crouched down in a parking lot showing a celebrity daddy punching his son? When was the last time Oprah Winfrey was in a hotel listening to see what celebrity was fucking another celebrity and putting that on her show? That ain't living your best life shit. That's gossipy TMZ bullshit. Hillary full of shit. She on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, and I don't understand people that want her with, with Devon. Like, I wanted them together at first because it was kind of messy. And uh, I kind of liked her messiness with Devon kind of being a good dude. But she keeps doing so much fucked up shit. Like, I don't know if her being with Devon is worth, is worth it because she's so goddamn messy. Like, she's almost too messy. You know, I was yeah. Plus, him. she's plus she was married to his dad too. So oh yeah, keep that. You know, <laughs> I feel like there needs to be like a third, a new lady in from the because you know Mariah and Tessa are gonna get their thing on, and I'm happy about that because I love them together. So Devon's gonna need a love interest. I don't think Hillary should just get back to him because she hasn't learned anything with from the divorce. She keeps on fucking with his family. I think. She, you know, Devon should split from Hillary, from Mariah, because that's going to happen. And Hillary should yep. think she's just going to go ahead on and step in there and take Devon's that spot next to Devon. But I hope there's a new lady that comes on in there and gives him some love. That's maybe a half sweetness of Mariah, half Hillary's bitchitude. And I need it to be half because Hillary is too much old. <laughs> and I need her to stop you know, Hillary with her fuckery. Because that she's doing too much. I can't. Ugh. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Completely agree. Shit. Oh, goodness. Well, for my other what the hell, um, it's the motherfucker I just goddamn mentioned. Victor fucking Newman. Oh, my God. He has it, become... too much. Oh, my God. He's become insufferable. I don't remember him being this fucking annoying. He's ridiculous. And I think the thing that they did it for me... Uh, I wasn't watching this time, so I, I didn't understand everything. But basically, it seems like... Victor, because he helped Chloe get out of jail and she ended up killing Adam for killing her baby. So pretty much Victor is responsible for his son's murder. The family finds out about this and they are justifiably upset. But he's walking around acting like the whole family is treating him like shit because he spilled milk on the floor and didn't clean it up. No, you're responsible for the murder of a child. So you're angry with your family for being so pissed off with you for that, that they don't want anything to do with you. So you got to kick Nick out the family and punch Nick and be shitty I mean, it's ridiculous. And then that whole story beat where, you know, Nikki wasn't telling people she was hurting because of the MS. And she was doing this damn concert, which pretty much she was forced into by Victor. Nick Mm -hmm. realizes what's going on. And he's like, I'm going to help mama out. So he takes some soda, pours it in that goddamn soundboard to fuck it up, right? Yep. 
I didn't think that the way that story was going to play out was that Nikki was going to be angry with him for that because I I thought that you know she would understand because honestly she didn't really want to play in that thing. Younger the wrestlers had her writhing on the ground, holding her hands because she was so in pain from this MS trying to play this piano. But no, that show pretty much made it seem like Nick pouring soda was on par with Victor being partially responsible for the murder of his child. And I was just like, no, that's not the same fucking thing. Why is the show, why is Victor and Nikki coming at Nick like he did something that level of heinous? And I'm just like, no, stop it, because it's not true. It's complete bullshit. You know, so yeah, I need Victor. I know he just got out of jail. They need to get him back in jail or something because he, he is doing too much, you know. And I know the actor wants him this way, but no, he he, he needs to be taken down a peg because he's just, ugh, I can't with it. I fucking can't. All right, baby, let's switch to the scenes of the week. What did Young Wrestlers do to make you happy the past few weeks? They- they basically showed that Mariah didn't know what she wanted and she kissed Tessa and it was cute and it was precious and I need them together, please. And yes. my other one... Oh, hang on. Don't, don't rush through that one so fast, child. <laughs> because that's one of mine, too. You know, I like Mariah. Uh, uh, first of all, I liked her being on top against Hillary because, you know, Hillary, you know, she just kept thinking that she was the lick. She was the, the queen bee. Nobody was better than her. But then she does all that mess to Mariah on the show, and people are, the fans are liking the fact that she got up and kept it moving, and the next thing you know, Mariah's the permanent co-host on her damn talk show. And the next thing you know, she got divorced from Devon, and who's his love interest? Mariah. And then that dummy snuck her ass into the house where she shouldn't have been there, and then what did she have to do? She had to sit up there and listen to Devon have sex with Mariah. Like, I love the way this show kept putting salt in the wound that is Hillary and having Mariah get the love that she deserved. And I love the little relationship with Tessa as well. I thought it was a little fast and a little strange that Tessa was just kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm not feeling you that way. I'm just a friend. But remember, when this started, it was because Tessa put her hand in Mariah's hair and did that little flick of the hair. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh huh, Tessa, you up here acting like you ain't into it, but girl, you know you want it. <laughs> you know you want it. There's, there's feelings. Yes. There's feeling. And shout out to Cameron Grimes on Twitter because when that storyline started, some little hateful homophobe was on Twitter talking about some Bill Bell would be disgusted by this uh, storyline playing out on the Young and the Wrestlers. And Cameron Grimes was like, take it from someone who actually knew him, he would love the story. I was like, boom, sister. <laughs> I love it. I'm done, baby. Do your thing. What's your other one? All right. My second one is Kane getting his punk ass booted out. Mainly because it was more like Kane's just a dink. I'm glad Lily kicked him out and stuff. All the stuff he pulled was bullshit, especially that blackmail bribe thing that he pulled the money out of their account to pay the dude so that. She, she was done. I am so totally, totally glad she kicked him out for 
his stupidity. Like you said, he's he's hit Brady Black stupidity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other thing that really bugged me is their kids look about as old as they do. They source their kids, and their kids look about the same age as Lily and Kane do, which is really terrifying. You know, I'm going to show love to them, though. I will say, initially, uh, I have loved Maddie from the beginning. I thought that little actress was cute. She gives me, uh, who's that that queen? Who's who's the McQueen girl that ended up dying, baby, from Hollyoaks? Who used to be Tina. Tina. That girl gives me Tina McQueen realness, baby, all the time. I love Miss Maddie. Uh, the dude who, what's, what's, the, what's her brother's name? I can't remember, baby. But the I guy, can't remember. The George guy who plays the, the brother, I didn't like him at first. Charlie. Thank you. There it is, Charlie. But in the scenes where um, him and Reed and Maddie confronted Juliet. And they were over her bullshit. I was like, okay, I'm here for him. <laughs> like he's he's growing on me. You know, I didn't I didn't like the thing where you know young arrestors had him and Reed fighting in them doing that. Oh, bro, why are you messing with my sister, bro? I wasn't feeling all that. But with him and Maddie and Reed united against Juliet and him kind of you know making the peace with Reed and kind of you know stopping all that ridiculousness and him you know supporting his mama when Juliet is you know on the the little sun deck or whatever uh, all up in her light and she's sister trying to get a tan and Juliet up in there rubbing her damn baby and he's there being supportive to his mom like I, I like him him more so yeah it was shocking because Young and Russell did have some cute little kids they had like aged them like a couple years so they had like some little eight year olds playing the kids for a minute and I was like oh those babies are so cute and then like the next week they were 16 and I was like well what <laughs> But yes, I'm 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 liking them. I'm liking them now. Yes. Yeah, it, it took me a couple. It took me a little bit to get used to the fact that you know they they sourced them because you know they sourced all of them. They sourced Reed, which was really cool because I kind of dug his look and mm-hmm. I dug his whole demeanor and everything yes. and like how he played the guitar, like uh, uh, what's his face. His expert, uh, JT baby, JBS. That's his name. I was thinking his real name. I was going to call him that. I'm like, no, that's mm-hmm. his real. Name. You remember <laughs> JT? You remember JT from Scream Queens, baby? I do. <laughs> yes, and I will say. Reed and Maddie are my everything. I haven't seen a young couple so cute since Jade and Alfie. I love those two. <laughs> they are so yeah. cute. I need them to have all the little stolen kisses, uh, even if it pisses off Kane. <laughs> Alright everyone, so we're taking things over to Los Angeles, the world of the bold and the beautiful. What the hells, Miss Lynn, start us off. What did Bold and the Beautiful do to make you say, what the hell? I hated Caroline's return. Everything about it was absolutely ridiculous. I hate what Bill is making her do. I hate what Thomas is going through right now, even though he doesn't realize what he's going through at the moment. I hate everything about Caroline's return. 
were you watching back when she had consensual sex with Thomas, woke yes. up the next morning and then acted like she was raped? Yes. That was when I, I couldn't with Caroline. <laughs> I was just like, what is this? Like, and, and it was unnecessary. I was still watching Bold and Beautiful. I think I stopped watching a little bit after she started on the show because I saw her when she came on and then uh, Crystal Chappelle joined as her mother and Joanna Kearns uh, played her other mother and I thought that was a nice little introduction. But, you know, in my time away and then I come back and she's with Patridge and then that weirdness. Patrick. I mean, come on, baby. He's Patrick. I mean, he's always going to be Patrick. He, he will always know? be. <laughs> so I call him Patridge. <laughs> so she's with Patridge. And I'm like, wait, wasn't she dating his son? And then, you know, that weird thing where, oh, I think I'm raped, but I'm not raped, but I'm going to let people think Thomas raped me, and then I'm going to keep his baby from it. It was just odd. And so, yeah, I completely agree. Then he, she comes back and she plays into Bill's dumb bullshit about you're dying, so let's get Thomas away so I can keep obsessing over my building. What? Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, okay. <laughs> all because she wanted, this is all because he wants Sally Specter out of that building so he can build his giant, enormous skyscraper of glass. I'm like, no, I'm done. Bill and- Spencer needs to die. He already works in the building like that. Like, it's so stupid. Like, why is that? That's not the thing, though. He wants his own building. He doesn't want to work in the same building. Or he doesn't technically work in the same building. Baby, if you, if you look back on the first episodes of the show, you get introduced to Bill Sr. Bill Sr. was cool as hell. He was so classy. Mm-hmm. He loved him some Stephanie Forrester, baby. <laughs> and he was just like a, a cool, you know, he was kind of like not annoying Victor Newman. You know, he was tough. But not annoying Victor Newman. Yes, he was tough. He was about his family. Uh, he was not about anybody taking advantage of his family because him and Ridge went at it over the way he was um, tricking on, uh, you know, because uh, Ridge was dating his daughter and he was tricking at the same time Bill was not having it but he was just a boss of a character you know he was excellent he reminded me of Massimo Massimo when uh, uh, you know uh, Joseph Mascolo played that role was just a boss and just excellent in the role and it was like you know the name Bill Spencer meant something like the name Stephanie Forrester meant something Bill Jr. is a joke like, I'm not calling him fucking Dollar Bill. That's stupid as fuck. But, I mean, he's just... I mean, uh, his stories have just been so goddamn all over the place, you know. F- five minutes ago, he was trying to push Amber off the cliff behind his house because she was pregnant with Liam's baby, supposedly. Five minutes ago, he was locking Katie up in the attic in that same goddamn house because she was on to something that he didn't want to get out. And now he's messing with Sally over a building. Like, his story's about a building? And he's with his ex-wife's... Like, her, I don't like him and Brooke. Like, they don't work, you know? I don't much care for Brooke, really, but her and Bill, no. The thing that could save Brooke is for them to bring Jack Wagner back to the show and put Nick with her. Nick and Brooke, I loved. I thought they were so perfect together. I loved them so much. And since, you know, Ron Moss will not return to the show because they fucked 
up with him, which was stupid. You know, I mean, they just need to, you know, they need to do something different with, uh, with you know, Brooke because her and Bill are not working. I'm good with him taking the same fate as uh, Brad Carlton, have him freeze in a pond somewhere, and then have them thaw out and return to the Young and Arrested, where he was actually good. But he has been a clown since he's been on Bold and Beautiful. The only thing that I think was decent with him was when they tried to pair him with Steffi for five minutes and they were flirting but then they stopped that and then all of a sudden had him pushing Steffi with Liam when the fire was between Bill and Steffi who are still on the show who could still be together but bold and beautiful keeps doing dumb shit <laughs> I'm just like what <laughs> yeah yeah so I feel you it's, that was dumb <laughs> yes what's your other one that whole thing where they brought Deacon back for like three seconds just to make a pun and to throw him in jail. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes, I think Sean talked shit about Ron after he left General Hospital, but I thought that was cute and funny. Because <laughs> I saw when Quinn pushed his ass off that cliff and I was like, ooh, she is so shady. So I was glad he popped back up and popped her one. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, homeboy was like, girl, you, you know you ain't gonna be pushing me off no cliff and not expect me to put a cap in that ass, huh? Yeah, I, I love Deacon. Deacon is life, and then yes. they go and throw him in jail after they throw him in the flesh. Yes, I was not cool with that. That's another one. I wouldn't mind Deacon and Brooke. They were hot back in the day too, but now we we get her with a. a Dude who likens his name to money. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. Completely agree, baby. All right. Um, my first what the hell. Um, I think I will do this one first. So, Queen Sheila is having a conversation with uh, Substitute Mike. I don't know Pam's boyfriend's name. I don't care. Charlie, maybe. Why do I keep Charlie. calling Charlie's? <laughs> I forget Charlie. I'm going to rest this. I forget Charlie. I'm falling to the beautiful. <laughs> so Charlie is in Sheila's room having a you know little conversation about, oh, Sheila, you ain't going to get Eric, blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, Sheila gets a knock at the door. And then all of you a sudden... A young Celeste from Days of Our Lives walks into the room and is just looking around all weird and with her little arm charms and her little voodoo and she's burning sage and, she, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What is this? And she's like checking the feng shui in the room and I'm like, what is going on? And all that foolishness, just so she could draw a picture of Sheila. Yep, just so she could draw her portrait because what? she never forgot on it. I was like, what are y'all doing, both beautiful? I mean, we up here asking for a long-term story with your black transgender character. And what y'all give us instead is a second-rate Celeste. <laughs> Looking crazy. But for drawing a picture of Sheila. For butts. Why? 
And that shit went on for like two episodes. I was like, really? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> shit. The other thing that made me say, what the hell? Eric's oh. dumb behind choosing to stay with Quinn. <sighs> Even after he went through that three days of living in a hotel with what's her face? It was Sheila. And Sheila's talking with him and all this stuff. And he has fake divorce papers drawn on And then he rips them up and he gives her a huge hug. It's like, and then what? You see, one of my scenes of the week was when Quinn actually, uh, I, I, I want to know how a tablet corner could just... <laughs> oh, that was all stupid. And bam, in comes dude. Like, yes. <laughs> Baby, look, they was throwing couches, chairs, tables. I swear, I swear, one of them heifers picked up a chandelier and popped the other one inside, upside the head. Not a goddamn thing happened. <laughs> but old girl picked up an iPod. <laughs> In the corner of it, her head, she's bleeding like a geyser. Okay. How does that work? Girl, I swear, Davos, he bled less when Nicole stabbed him. I was like, oh, Jesus, what are they doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, God. Whew. That was by what the hell. But, oh, my God. I'm going to switch it to my scene of the week since we already there. Sheila manipulating every situation to her advantage. Oh, my God. It's been great. I am glad Kimberlyn Brown is back on Old and Beautiful. I had to because I'm a political person. I had to watch a little speech for Donald Trump so I can get that out of my system and see why we were angry with her. I was like, okay, she's talking about farming and he's supporting her because of farm, blah, blah, blah. Then I read an interview with her. I think it was Michael Logan. And she said, like, I'm not a Republican. I'm independent. But I supported Trump because I thought he was going to do things for business. You know, um, I recognize people don't feel my political views. But, you know, I felt grateful that Brad Bell welcomed me back. He's very democratic, so I figured if he doesn't have a problem with me, hopefully other people can accept me. And I do, Mm -hmm. because she was my favorite character on Bold and Beautiful for years. Her and Stephanie, of course. Always Queen Stephanie's number one. But I started watching Bold and Beautiful because she came to the show. She was fantastic during the entire run of the show, just like she was on Young and the Restless. I don't feel like she's lost a damn thing. Like, her return has injected Bold and the Beautiful with some talent that has been missing for years, especially in the absence of Susan Flannery. Like, you know, there just aren't a lot of actresses with that uh, caliber of, of quality. And she's just been excellent from uh, minute one. I mean, Sister Girl has been jailed unfairly. Knocked upside the head with a, a iPad like she's uh, Gavin Andy Will Hackett. <laughs> <laughs> but look on the bright side, they're both still alive. Okay. Uh, did I mention? Oh, shot by Steffi or raised by, by Steffi. Like everybody's been coming to her, but all the situations have been 
working in her favor. So every time somebody tries to come for her, it ends up that Sheila is just a little bit closer to Eric. And what happened after that little mess with Quinn? She ends up living at the Forrester Mansion, exactly where she wants to be. I love it, you know. Bold and Beautiful, you know, that's been my favorite show for years. They messed up so badly when they, they, I was so angry with them for getting rid of Ron Moss and Susan Flannery. Susan's last day was my last day with the show for quite a few years. I only came back because Anna Marie Horsford joined as uh, the mother of Maya, and I have loved her for years since she was on Amen back in the day, so I had to see what she brought to the show. And then her and Babatunde have just been killing it, so I've kind of stuck around for them but with the addition of Kimberly Brown oh my god Bold and Beautiful has been excellent they have been writing some quality storyline and as long as they keep it going I'm hanging but I need to see Sheila and Eric married I have a prediction it's going to happen inside the year I'll say by February sweeps Sheila and Eric going to be getting married mark my words Mm. (laughs) or November I give it to November. Yes, but I need Lauren in the mix. I mean, it's ridiculous that Lauren is not in the mix, and I was so looking forward to her crossing over to Young and the Restless with Sally Sussman Marina riding, but now she's gone, and I'm just like, oh, no, what's going to happen? So, yes, but, whew, yeah, Sheila has been handling business. <laughs> yes. What you got for your scenes of the week, boo? I kind of love liked everything having to do with Nicole and Maya and the baby. Mm. That that was some really hard stuff to, you know, deal with and everything and Nicole's emotions and everything through that and Zayde trying to get her through it and everything. I'm so crushed he's leaving. <gasps> he's leaving the show? That's what I heard, yeah. Oh, well, I'm I was gonna- so I'm glad. Crushed. Oh, I'm not. I'm glad. Oh, that is the best news I have heard in quite some time. I am so happy. <laughs> oh, my God. And this is the reason I say that. So, you know, I've been watching forever. Sunday. That's Zayday. Mm-hmm. Zayday. That's mm-hmm. his name. Yes. Zayday is old girl from Scream Queens. We're trying to bring it back to our other show, baby. <laughs> yes. But, you know, I've been watching Bold and Beautiful forever. So I was watching when the original Zenday joined the show. Like, because I love Kristen uh, and I love her husband. And the little story when, when Zenday came to the show, that to me was one of Bold and Beautiful's best little stories. And that little brother who played Zenday, oh my God, he was so good. So I was kind of disappointed when they, you know, recast him with somebody else. And the problem with Zenday is that the way Bold and Beautiful has written him, he's basically been a cheat. I mean, he cheated on Nicole two goddamn times because she was being a surrogate for her sister. Like, that's horrible. And so that bold and beautiful kind of did like Days is doing with Will and kind of whitewashed his actions and rushed him into a wedding with Nicole. I'm just kind of like, no, like that's never felt right to me. So I always thought that the money shot that bold and beautiful was going to pull out was that Uh, Nicole, after she had the baby, was going to want the baby for herself. Like, I thought that was going to happen immediately after the baby was born. I felt like Maya did too much trying to get her to have that baby in the first place. Every five minutes talking about, I'm not going to manipulate you into having this baby, but know that it would really mean everything to me if you would have this baby for me. I'm just like, stop. 
But she had the baby, and then Bold and Beautiful was just like, no, nope, Nicole's going to be fine. She's going to be cool. No problem. She's happy giving up her child. So when they switched it up and started having her more recently thinking, oh, Maya isn't taking care of this child that I gave to her? Well, maybe I need my own baby back. I was kind of feeling it because I thought, you know, oh, that's what I wanted to see, you know. And I thought it was kind of juicy with her, you know, being concerned about it. Of course, her daddy had been all up in her grill like, girl, that's the thing to do because Maya been manipulating you and blah, 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 which I agreed with, <laughs> you know. But then Bold and Beautiful fucked up what could have been a great story by having uh, Nicole the last bit of be like, oh, just kidding, you can have a baby. And then we're at a fashion show and we're in Monaco together. I'm like, I was like, okay, so all that built up for nothing. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Monaco being said, <laughs> my other scene of the week is everything having to do with Wyatt and Katie because I think yes. they're hot. Yes. The hottest. I love them. <laughs> Yes. I, 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 they, they were so excited and they had that kiss. But then they went to a little secluded area and they kissed some more. And then they went to a party and Wyatt was hitting on her so hard. And Katie pretty much confides in Wyatt about everything. They've been pretty much dating for the past three months and haven't even realized it. You know, yes. I'm just like, yes. Yes. They're Please fabulous. let this happen. They're fabulous. Yes. And Heather Thomas defending that love on Twitter to the trolls. I say, you get it, baby. You defend that love. Yes, I love them too. I wasn't watching much of Wyatt's story because he was always in that Hope Liam Steffi mess and that you know, Bill Bell decided to shift away from or Brad Bell decided to shift away from the vets and move to the kids. Which yeah, that love decision. triangle yes. quadruple was ridiculous. Yeah, that's yes. part of the reason I left the show. That's why I, I stopped watching for about two, three years uh, because of that. And that was my first time in 20 years not watching Bold and Beautiful every single day. Uh, and I stopped there for a couple of years. But so when I, since I've been back, I've pretty much been fast forwarding and past Katie uh, shit because I don't care about, uh, not Katie shit, uh, Wyatt Steffi shit because I don't care about that although I did see a little bit of that stuff where um, Liam was paired with uh, Lois uh, Quinn and uh, Wyatt was kind of you know having to deal with that I thought that was interesting but now that he's not in that triangle and he's with my queen Heather Tom and they have some good chemistry together like I'm loving him you know I like the little actor who plays him I think he's real funny and cute and I love that Katie is giving him a shot so yeah I think it's hot I think it's great and I hope Bold and Beautiful does not fuck it up and I and I cannot wait until Bill finds out who his son's new woman is and I hope it burns <laughs> I hope it kills his soul a little inside <laughs> I hope it kills it dead I want him to find out stroke out he's gonna have dead. a heart attack and then Brooke is going to stay in my accident. Oh. Yes. No, he needs to have a heart attack and die. Then all his money can go uh, to Wyatt. And then Wyatt can leave Sally in the Spectra building and kill plans of that stupid <laughs> tower. 
You mean the penis tower? Yes. This is ridiculous. I'm like, dude, you're young. You're young. You're hot. You got a hot wife. You don't need a fucking phallus building. Just stop. (laughs) Just stupid. Yes. And I just want to throw a quick uh, the fucking best in here because I haven't talked about these two. Another pairing I love, Sally and Thomas. I think they're the best. Now, I will say... Sasha and Thomas were my everything. I wanted them to be paired almost immediately after Sasha joined the show. And I'm still angry at Bold and Beautiful for pairing them and then fucking making Sasha recurring, which means she's off the damn show. (gasps) But I do like the actress who plays Sally. Love the dude who plays Thomas. I think their pairing is cute. I like their little storyline where, you know, Sally's kind of, Sally is a little less gangster than OG Sally, you know, so, you know, they had to send her away in handcuffs after she uh, fucked up that Forrester fashion show or whatever. But I like the beat where, you know, Thomas is working with her to revive her business and Sally is, you know, made him her end all and be all. So I think those two are the fucking best and the cutest so shout out to Sally and Thomas <laughs> they are pretty cute and I love that they're still trying to make their relationship work even though they're on opposite sides of the country mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's goals right there okay alright so we are going to end things in the cobbles of coronation to the street miss Lindsay. let's start with you what did Corey do to make you say what the hell steve and leanne getting engaged not even six months after he broke up with michelle it's still a little quick and it's a little over dramatic of steve just to go oh let's get engaged blah 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 i'm like come on now it's because he wants to be near his child more <laughs> And then we have that little girl who plays uh, Todd's father, or Todd and uh, the pastor's foster kid. She is a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all good. Yeah, she started (laughs) off, I think Summer is the character's name. She started off really sweet when her father was alive, but yeah, she did switch in the bitchy teen mode quick. She she slapped Amy, which I was okay with because Amy deserved a nice kick in the face every once in a while. And she basically just ignored everything that she was trying to do. She was kind of acting like her grand. She was being just like her grand. And I'm like, I hated her grand. She was, you know, kind of rude and kind of nasty and kind of mean in all respects. But his his or his dad there had a point. He had the world changed. She said, here, here's proof that you take the girl and you can go. Go pack her stuff. Off you go. And his mom was just so bitchy. She is the proper bitchy grandma material and I loved it. 
spot. Ah, look, you took the words out of my out of my mouth. I was getting ready to cut and then say, I loved her so much. <laughs> she was great. You know what she reminded me of? You remember back in the day on EastEnders when uh, something had happened with uh, Saeed and he ended up in the hospital and his mama came to visit him and at his bedside, mm-hmm. she just said, Saeed, it is better you should have died. <laughs> like, it was so cold, but it was like, damn, that was good. <laughs> That's yeah. how the actress who played this homophobic ass grandma uh, was. Like, she was hateful as hell, but I needed to see more of the actress. She was so good in that role. Yeah. But I was just like sitting there thinking, what? <laughs> that was kind of like a complete fit change. And then there, she, you know, she's getting better. You know, she's trying to get into the groove of things again. But at the same time, you know, she still has that vindictive, give me this now sort of thing. You know, like, you got to say, please. Even Todd's trying to be normal about it. <laughs> You need to say please, young lady, and can I have a custard donut, please? Mm-hmm. What a douchey kid. I, will I hope she gets Oates. better. Yes, I will give Kate Oates this. She has done a lot to redeem the character of Todd, and I'm kind of here mm-hmm. for it. And this pairing with the little girl, I think, has been uh, solid for his character as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, somebody needs to snatch her ass because she does she does too much. <laughs> she's yeah, too salty. Yes, she's overly salty. They need to stop. Yes, my what the hell? Andy is alive. I am so excited. He's so sexy with a beard. What? He's so sexy with a beard. So sexy with a beard. Girl, you have sent me that tweet talking about, boy, have you seen the end of Coronation Street from Friday? And baby, I swear, I had decided because... Phelan's daughter was complaining about that guy in the apartment and Phelan started asking, uh, who was the guy? Where he worked? I was like, oh, Phelan about to kill this motherfucker. So I was ready for Phelan's third kill. So when he was in that house and he was talking to old dude, I was just like, ooh, Phelan to kidnap this motherfucker and that's how his daughter got that apartment. But when the pan, the cam panned over and it was Gavin and it we were hacking, I was like, oh, oh my God. I was so excited because this is the I I never ever was expecting that. It was just like a surprise thing that they decided to do. And she's like, yes. I thought he was dead. (laughs) I thought he was dead. I said the F word a few times. I said the F word a few times, and I never say the F word. Oh my God. It was crazy. Oh my God. And did you see the Monday episode that followed that was also good? My man was on it. He was like, oh, I'm, I'm about to choke this motherfucker to death. <laughs> Fila came up in that bitch and he was like, take this. Ah, oh, you can. <laughs> he tried to board the, the car. The sad part was he was going to give him something. It was going to be nice. It was going to be nice. 
Who was gonna be nice? Fela. Fela was gonna be nice Girl, to him. I think, nice I think, people I, do I think, not keep you locked up in a basement for three and four bus. Nice people do not keep you like locked up in a basement for three and four bus. Shoot. He got slammed in the head. He got slammed in the head in January. It's of been course, eight months. Of course, homeboy is gonna be a little extra upset, an extra crispy, and be trying to kill motherfuckers. Cause he been smart about it. Oh, feeling my back. I need a bed, bruh. And God damn it. He he did everything that he needed to get out of that situation. You know, he tried to kill Phelan. He was wise enough to put a little note in the bed. But goddamn Nicola. <laughs> Nicola being so, you know, wanting to do that damn mattress, give it to Goodwill or whatever. And Phelan is just, you know, inspecting and inspecting and he done found out everything. So poor Andy gonna have to suffer there for long. <laughs> no. But that was a good twist. That was as good as uh, you know. You know, Kato's love these things. You know, she had killed off uh, Ross on Emmerdale, and then next thing you know, he, he pops back up. <laughs> yes, Kato's love these surprises. Yes, you know we love him. He's a great actor. I want to see him get his evil on. So I'm I'm glad he's he's back to uh, you know take on feeling i can't wait to see where it goes and i I hope we get another shot with steph i'd like steph as well so i hope she comes back to be like oh my god i'm so sorry i left you and thought you left me that's not gonna happen she's Mm -hmm. gonna give them the she's gonna give them the stink face and walk away why would she do that she loved that man she loved it to that yeah. man. <laughs> yes, she loved Andy. She loved Andy ever so much to the point where she just flat out left without him. And gave yes, him because he had been lying to her for months. <laughs> that, that wasn't his first lie. <laughs> Shoot, I understood why she left. But yes, that was a that was a beautiful, beautiful surprise. Yes. Now hit us with them scenes of the week, baby. What were your scenes of the week? Well, that was one of them. That man with that beard and that straggly hair and that scared expression and that that boy has Stockholm Syndrome bad. Hmm. (laughs) Because feeling comes in and talks to him every day. So he learns something new about him every day. Like, oh, hey, I figured out I had a daughter today. I'm bald in front of your face, you know? And then you have angry feeling, and you have not angry feeling. I was just like, oh, my God. Andy is back. I don't even care. <laughs> so so I, I'm really looking forward to see if, like, he's actually, like, groomed him or something. You know, like the kind of like the whole Bethany thing happening, but just because he's been trapped in a basement for eight months with nobody to talk to but feeling every day, there's got to be something going through his head. Yes, time will tell. All right, what's your other one? And then my other one would probably have to be. Everything having to do with uh, Steve's mom. Shit, what's, what's her name? Liz. I can't think of Steve's mom. Yes, Liz and everything having to do with that little hospital clinic place that she works at. 
because I love seeing her struggle. It's not so much that she's trying to be a pub lady in a place where a pub is no longer, and it's kind of, you know, killing her inside that she doesn't own the pub anymore, but she's still trying to... She's still trying to be one of those happy, talky people and talk to everyone and try to make them feel better, which is kind of what you're supposed to do in that kind of instance. But her stupid boss lady is being a dink. <laughs> yes. I need a flying car door for her. <laughs> I feel sorry for Liz because she's going through a lot uh, having to leave that job and work at a new job where her boss is just a completely disrespectful uh, at work and when she's not at work and uh, I, I need that storyline to end uh, but I do hear what you're saying it is it's interesting I, 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 it's, and people go through that kind of shift in real life and it's interesting to see it play out yeah, I mean, I liked watching her, but you can tell that it's been so long being in the pub that once she found a new job, it's just like, you're not supposed to talk to the people. You're supposed to take the information. You're supposed to make them feel better. That's the point. That's not your job. It's like, go to hell, baby. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. Well, my scene of the week, other than uh, Todd and Billy confronting that homophobic granny, I don't think I said that. Um, that was an excellent scene. Oh, it was so good. Uh-huh. And then I loved the uh, granny's husband coming up and being like, uh, actually, our son's will says this, so say goodbye to your little granddaughter, homophobic granny. <laughs> the other bit that uh-huh. I liked was Ava sticking with the black male. Uh, I think one of the wisest decisions that... Uh, Coronation Street made was bringing um, oh goodness now I'm forgetting his name uh, I want to say Mike but I know that's his daddy who's Ken's grandson the one that's helping Ava with her blackmail scheme Adam Adam uh, yes Adam uh, you know being added into Ava's little blackmail scheme and trying to help her get over on Aiden, I think is excellent. I think there's definitely a lot of heat between Ava and uh, Adam, and I think that's excellent. But you know, so at the present time, Ava has told Adam what's up, Leanne what's up, and now Toya what's up. And I was glad she told, you know, Toya ended up getting brought into it because, and they played that beat too because Toya had told her back in the day, girl, be careful of Maria. She will fuck with your man. He was like, don't you talk about Maria like that? She would never. And there when, uh, you know, Ava was like, yeah, Toya, you was kind of right about Maria. Toya was like, girl, I tried to tell you. <laughs> and I thought that was good. But you know, Ava was feeling upset because, you know, here goes her cheating ass man whining about his dead mama. And, you know, so she's starting to feel a little heartbroken. You know, I'm so sorry. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should, you know, let him slide. And then she, you know, goes to the factory and she's about to, you know, do something helpful, I think. But then here comes her cheating ass man with his daddy talking about basically how he, you know, basically is still in love with Maria, <laughs> you know, even though he's sticking with Eva. And she's just like, really? 
So you are that bothered about what you do it to me that you still worrying about that hoe? Okay. Well, guess what? I'm sticking with the plan. <laughs> I'm taking you down and I'm taking your family down because they knew too. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's classic soap. And I can't wait. I think they said the wedding is going to be in September. I cannot wait to the wedding until Eva gets her revenge. Because Lil Maria and Aiden have been getting away with too much. And I love that they're, you know, starting to get theirs. And I did think it was interesting. They played that little beat where Maria caught uh, Aiden being a little extra friendly with Eva. So they already know something. Uh, caught uh, Adam being a little extra friendly with Eva. So they already know something is up there. So, yeah, I can't, oh, yeah. Wait. I can't wait to see what happens with that. All right, everyone. So with that, I will say that I'm at Brother Soap. I'm at Lindsay Amanda. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, I will say, Hattie out. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.